Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, I did. <laughs> I love I didn't that. know you were in the but I didn't know that you were a word. Right now, like a 267 22 Jiggy. Daddy, fun. Hey, Jiggy, what's happening, man? I'm going to feed that uh, David Bowie song. Jiggy, play guitar. Jeff, it's a great name, man. Thanks for having me on the show. Presenting. I'm, I'm Mike Massey, and uh, you know, we can catch me on Jiggy Jag TV and uh, see a few of my tricks up there. Thank you very much. Jiggy Jaguar. I never knew what freedom was until I saw you lose yours. Well, well, well. Welcome to it is the next edition of our big broadcast. Two Central, three Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific, or 1 p.m. It's what it is. It is the Jiggy Jaguar show. I'm still trying to figure out. I think these are um, boat things. Now, maybe they are donuts because I have been told in the past I am a fat, pasty white man who apparently tells Jewish people to go fly kites, and apparently that's offensive to them. And I use the N-word with the hard R. We are going to go to Frank Fernuccio. He is going to join us on our big we're going to go to Vernuccio. James, it's good to hear from you. There he is, Frank Vernuccio. So, Frank, uh, there's a lot going on. <laughs> there is a lot going on. What is um, what is the latest with this Roe v. Wade thing? I'm hearing all sorts of stuff about how they want to expand the court and they want to fire these justices now because supposedly they lied when they were under oath and... What is happening well, the, the, here, the, sir? First of all, the, the <laughs> nonsense about lying under oath, uh, it's simply not true. Um, they asked, would they, set, would they enforce settled law? And they said, we'll, we'll certainly enforce settled law. Uh, but when a case comes along that has a set of circumstances, legal circumstances, the judges have to rule according to the Constitution. Whether you are conservative or liberal, Democrat or Republican, the reality of it is these so-called controversial decisions were all settled in accordance with what the Constitution specifically says. The original Roe v. Wade decisions, as well as some other decisions that the court has looked at, gun rights and things of that sort, were all settled in terms of the Constitution. The court does not act or should not act as a legislature. They act as a court which looks at what the Constitution says and decides whether that's constitutional or not. Roe v. Wade, whatever one's opinion on abortion, pro or con, original Roe v. Wade was a political decision, not a legal decision. There is no real threat nationwide to abortion. Uh, there is nothing that in the greatest decision on Roe v. Wade that says you woman cannot have an abortion. That has been an absolute 
total misinformation on the part of the uh, those supporting Roe v. Wade, the original decision, are sprouting. If your state decides that abortion is what they want, they can do it. Indeed, some states are expanding abortion rights even after the Roe v. Wade decision. The court simply said the Constitution gives some rights to the, some obligations and duties to the federal government and some obligations and duties to the state government. The court said that the original Roe v. Wade decision, which says this was a federal decision, was constitutionally incorrect. It's a matter for individual states to decide for their own people. That's the entire gist of it. It does not outlaw abortion. It does not restrict abortion. It simply says it's a matter that each state has to decide for itself. And that is absolutely correct in terms of what the Constitution says. We've got Frank Vernuccio with us today. By the way, you make the complex completely understandable. Bravo, by the way. (laughs) That was was amazing, my man. That was amazing. So uh, there are already uh, whispers of a Hillary 2024 run. Uh, (laughs) What do you think about all this? I, I think it's a signal of the desperation of the Democratic Party for new blood. Um, look, you've got the President of the United States, who's you know going to be 80. You've got yeah. Nancy Pelosi, who is closer to 90. Um, you know, you, you've got all of these geriatric figures. They are desperately trying to find someone who's a viable candidate. And frankly, the fact that they're looking at a Hillary Clinton, who lost in the past, who has a very checkered past, um, and is certainly perhaps as over the hill in some ways as Joe Biden is, is a sign of the party's desperation for young blood. See, the thing that that I would say with Hillary is, if I'm a Democrat, I turn around and say, you lost to a guy that had absolutely zero political experience. You are automatically disqualified <laughs> from ever running again. Uh for all those who are listening to what Jim is saying, yes. uh, the reports that Hillary is putting in about being sorry about his suicide is premature. <laughs> he hasn't done it yet. That is awesome. Well, that that the master of segue strikes again. Um, Frank Vernuccio with us today, the fantastic Frank Vernuccio. Speaking of suicides, um, this Gislaine Maxwell, I think that's how you pronounce her name, um, is sentenced to twenty years in the Epstein uh, sex case. What 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 are your thoughts on this? One of the most foul practices, one of the most foul crimes, perhaps the most foul crime, is human trafficking. It is essentially the 22nd century's version of slavery. Uh, Giselle Maxwell engaged in that practice. I have no sympathy with her. I think the sentence was too light. Um, We're seeing, though, this practice, instead of getting smaller, it's getting bigger. As we see the Mexican cartels become stronger, thanks to the immigration policies of the Biden administration, Uh, they're coming into the United States, they're gaining more money, more strength, more territory. Uh, Human trafficking is becoming a much more common crime. And uh, it's good to see one person convicted of it, but we have to engage in a lot more due diligence to fight this horrible, horrible crime, this 22nd second century version of slavery uh, that's just becoming more and more commonplace in the world today. We have got Frank Vernuccio with us today. He joins us here on our big program. And uh, 
50 migrants found dead in the back of a uh, of a shipping truck. Uh, what what is going on with all this? Because it's it, it's it just is so horrible that this continues to happen. Indeed, as the uh, the impression the rest of the world has that there is uh, an easily crossed border to the United States from Mexico, you're going to see more and more of these crimes happen. More and more of these people who are simply, in many cases, trying to get a better life for themselves, wind up in the hands of drug cartels and uh, in these horrible conditions and essentially die because of it. The United States has to send a clear and unequivocal message. We will defend our own borders. We will enforce our own laws. That's the opposite of what the Biden administration is doing. The more you see that message being muddied by the Biden administration, the more you're going to see unspeakable tragedies like this occur. So before we let you go, my friend, how do we get with you on the web and listen to the radio program and everything else? Well, if your local radio station doesn't carry it, first of all, tell them to do it. But if they don't, you can go to usagovpolicy.com, and you can see the radio show and the TV show right there. So give us a preview of the program this week, my friend. We have a fascinating show. Paul Manafort, who was the campaign manager at the start of the Trump administration, or the Trump campaign for president in 2016, is our guest and uh, wow. I think you're going to find it a fascinating conversation. That is fantastic. Congratulations on landing that, my friend. Uh, Frank Vernuccio is amazing, and we will talk to you uh, not next week because the 4th of July, but we will talk to you the following week. I appreciate it, my friend. Happy Independence Day, everyone. Thank you, sir. There he goes. The fantastic Frank Vernuccio. USA Gov Policy. The fantastic Frank Vernuccio. And he's with us today here on our big, big broadcast. And you can get a hold of us online at jiggyjaguar.com. Yes, indeed. My lights are perfect. I look perfect. Well, I shouldn't say I look perfect. Because I could. I'm a. I'm a fat pasty white man according to everybody on the internet uh <laughs> so there's that lots of things happening here so let's do this uh we have got a brand new marketing partner i want to tell you about today here at transmedia worldwide they sent us a spot so we have got a brand new marketing partner. We want to go to it right now. That boy Ryan go crazy. I gotta hop in the jack. Tell the world to kiss my cash. You really mad? Cause I came in first and you came in last. So I'm just gonna go and give me my bet. I gotta go get a bet. Tell the world to kiss my cash. You really mad? Just for the regal, yeah, my people. Lethal weapon, just want my ear. Oh, yeah. I gotta hop in the jack. Tell the world to kiss my cash. You really mad? Cause I can't. 
came in first and you came in last So I'm just gonna go and give me my bag I gotta go get a bag Tell the world to kiss my cash You really mad Cause I came in first and you came in last So I gotta go and just give me my bag I got the glove on my face. I do. I want my doors every day. Blueberry Figo, I know you stay. Boy, don't come over here trying to play. We do not play around here, we come K. Uh, they call me wrong with a K. Uh, they call me wrong with a A. Uh-huh. I gotta hop in the jack. Tell the world to kiss my cash. You really mad? Cause I came in first and you came in last. So I'm just gonna go and give me my bet. I gotta go get a bet. Tell the world to kiss my cash. You really mad? Cause I came in first and you came in last. So I gotta go and yeah, give I me my bet. Automatic. And if you want smoke, you can come and have it And all of my brothers, they cause a have Maybe because they is crazy insane Maybe because they is outside their brain I got a bullet and they got your name She went for the club for the fame, that's crazy Cause I'm not even famous yet, I'm just trying to get a check I gotta hop in the jack, tell the world to kiss my cash You really mad, cause I came in first and you came in last So I'm just gonna go and give me my bet I gotta go get a bet, tell the world to kiss my cash You really mad, cause I came in first and you came in last So I gotta go and just give me my bet I always been rapping. I just been rapping. I never ever been trapping. My homies got glass and they come with the patch. I do not care. Yeah, she really on my hair. She always be playing and I'm like, whoa. Got the nigga in the spell. Nigga, I don't care. Talk if you want. Talk if you dare. Yeah, I'm crazy. I'm also my brain. If you don't smoke with me, then I'm gonna have to see you right back to the 80s. Big Ron, you know, I'll be my big brother. That nigga. Hi. That is a fantastic new track. Thanks for joining us today here on our big broadcast. These guys, absolutely amazing. Find the video on YouTube, and we have got more coming up on the other side. It is your big broadcast. You work hard to provide a better life for your family. The only problem is that you now have a tax bill that you can't afford to pay. The IRS is now threatening to garnish your wages and put a levy on your bank account. You can't ignore the IRS. They won't go away on their own. You need help and you need it now. Give us a call now and we'll create a plan of action for you that we guarantee will work. Stop the harassing phone calls. Stop the threatening letters. Stop wage garnishments. Stop any bank levies. And most importantly, put an end to your tax nightmare once and for all. If you have a tax debt of $10,000 or more, call the tax pros at United Tax Fix today. Representatives are standing by to assist you. Call 800-678-7027. 800-678-7027. That's 800-678-7027. Call now. If you have ever thought about remodeling your bathroom but were worried it would take too long or cost too much, then stop worrying. Right now, Jacuzzi Bath Remodel has designed a collection of high-quality custom products and perfected the one-day remodeling experience so you can enjoy your new bathroom faster than ever before. It's a worry-free bath remodel from the most trusted brand name in the business, Jacuzzi. 
A jacuzzi bath system fits in your existing tub space. It's a no-mess installation with an amazing style selection, factory-certified installers, and a limited lifetime warranty. Call 800-763-8517. That's 800-763-8517. Right now and get 50% off installations with no interest and no payments for 12 months. Replace that old bathtub today with a walk-in shower for a safer bathing experience. If you have lived in your home for over 15 years, it's time to remodel your bathroom. For a virtual or in-home appointment, call 800-763-8517. That's 800-763-8517. 800-763-8517. Attention Medicare beneficiaries. Are you getting all the benefits you need? If you have Medicare, you may now be able to get new benefits. Benefits may include eyeglasses, wellness visits, gym membership, meal delivery, and hearing aids with low copay. To find out which benefits you qualify for and to find out if you're getting the benefits that you deserve, you need to call Best Medicare. Our licensed insurance agents can look up your current benefits and tell you what additional benefits are available to you. It's easy. Just one call. Tell us the deductibles you prefer, the doctors you want to see, and if you want prescription drug coverage. The service is free and you have no obligation. You may even find plans with zero monthly plan premiums, zero co-pays on many services, and zero deductibles. You deserve every medical care coverage benefit out there and we'll help you get them. Call 800-991-7014. 800-991-7014. That's 800-991-7014. And let Best MedCare do the work for you. Okay, uh, I had to send him a Skype link, so we are. I'm patiently waiting on him to uh, to get that, so we can uh, get him in here. But uh, so, I guess while we wait on our guest here, what do you think of the fact that Biden is going to go over and meet with, as I like to call them, the head of the snake, uh, Saudi Arabia? Well. Uh, I, I happen to have a affection for the Saudis, so um, well, that's for another time. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, he's trying badly to uh, fix up his reputation. Uh, what's he he's going to do over there is uh, a real question. You know, the I don't know if you remember Karen House, who used to write for the Wall, uh, Wall Street Journal. It was one time the number three at the Wall. Wall Street Journal, and she said the dealing with the, with the Saudis requires patience, patience, and patience, and uh, none of which uh, Biden has right now because he has no time. He's got to shore himself up, and uh, he thinks. Uh, by the way, he thinks Beto uh, in Texas will uh, turn the Texas uh, governorship. Uh, that's a, I can, that's a side issue. I don't know about but that. Biden really firmly <laughs> believes that he can turn the tide and the Democrats can hold these, the House and the Senate. And I'm, I hate to say it, but the Republicans are doing a good job of helping them get there. Hold on. I think our guest is calling me. Hold on. Let's see here. Jared, is that link working, my friend? Are you able to get in? Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. That's the Skype link that I sent you. You basically click on it. Me and Don are there, and, and, and we'll do the conversation as soon as you can get in there, my friend. Okay, well, Here's the thing. I, I keep, and he shows, 
Okay, you should just have, you, uh, you're not going to need any of that. You're going to need the Skype link that I sent you in your email. Because if, if you get that link, it's, uh, in fact, let me, let me see if I can just resend this here. And, uh, okay, well, let, let, let me do this. I'm going to resend this link again. So you have it. Uh, I'm going to just reply to this email. I'm going to paste the link in again. And I'm going to send it, and it should be a join.skype link. And you basically join the link, and me and Don are there doing the show right now. Okay. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep you on the phone so we can make sure we get this done. So um, okay. if you click the link, because you should get an email here in like a couple seconds. You should get a link. And once you get the link, you're going to be able to to join us. So, because you should have just got that link. I just sent it right to you, my friend. Okay, no, 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 no. You shouldn't be clicking any of those links. You should click a link that says join.skype.com with a bunch of letters and numbers. You shouldn't. Okay, you're not going to get any of those because that's how you listen to the show. We're trying to get you on the show. Let me do this. I'm going to send you the link again. I'm going to knock out my signature on the email, everything. So you're just going to get a link. You're not going to get my, my, my signature or thank you or any of that stuff. And you're just going to get a link. And it's going to say join.skype.com. And it's going to be a bunch of letters and numbers. And that's all you're going to get, my friend. You shouldn't click on the KJAG radio or the Jiggy Jaguar show or follow me on Twitter or any of the Facebook stuff. You should just click on the join.skype link. We're, we're, we're burning daylight here, my friend. We've only got 15 minutes left, so we want to get you in here as quick as we can because we're burning daylight here. <laughs> So I'm going to keep you on the line until we get you in here. <laughs> if you're joining us on our podcast today, I apologize. <laughs> if you're if, if you're joining us on the on the website, well, this is what it is. Technology's great when it works. Technology is not fun when it doesn't work. So you should you should have just got a link that said join.skype.com. You should have got a, uh, an email that said Skype link on it. Okay, I got an email from you. I got an email from you. I'm replying to that email. I just replied to your email with the Skype link again. So we're hoping you got the. Let me see. Let me 
If you join that lake, you're going to get me and Don, and we'll do the rest of the show here. There you are. I think you're with us. I think you're with us. It says that uh, you've joined the, the link. So All right. Okay. There we are. There we are. Okay. We have got our technical right. issues worked well, out. And we have got Jared Knott with us today. So, Jared, tell me and Don a little bit about your book because we've only got 15 minutes left in the show here. Yes, I'm blessed to say the book is doing very, very well. It's been on the best seller list at Amazon now, as of today, exactly 18 months. It's won uh, six awards, uh, five national awards, plus also a regional award. Got like over 1,900 reviews, and it's uh, booming along. And the thing that I get the most pleasure out of, when I talk to people who read the book, they talk about how much fun it is, how much they enjoy it. I feel like I have a connection with the people who read my book. Well, the book is amazing. It is uh, an interesting, interesting book. It's called Tiny Blunders, and uh, it is it is an, an amazing piece of business. It uh, basically uh, let me uh, let me ask yes a go Don go Don go. What's your favorite blunder of, of all of them you wrote about? Yeah, Tiny Blunders, Big Disasters dot com. 39 tiny mistakes that changed the world for other. Or did you ask me which is my favorite? Yeah, what, 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 what's your favorite tiny blunder here? Yeah, let me give you the one that was the original idea for the book going back 11 years ago. And here's the teaser a single piece, a single piece of tape ro rotated several inches the wrong direction, changed the outcome of the Vietnam War. The United States might very well have won, except for this single tiny mistake, which doesn't make any sense, does it? We're talking about it. how can a piece of tape uh, change the outcome of the Vietnam War? It had to do with the Watergate break-in when James McCord and the Cuban operatives jimmied the lock from the parking garage into the office building. They were told to hold a striker on the door down with a single piece of tape in the vertical position. They made a mistake and they put it in the horizontal position so it was on the door face so it could be seen from the hallway. So when James McCord uh, came walking down the hallway, the night watchman. What's this? I, I'm sorry, I misspoke. That's, that's when uh, uh, the night watchman came walking down the hallway. He sees the tape on the door. Uh, what's this? Frank Wills. Frank Wills. What's this? A tape on the door. The door has been jimmied, and he calls the Washington, D.C. police. He had to call them twice. Okay, now there's a strong rumor that the police officer, the uniformed police officer in that area that evening, was drunk in a local bar, intoxicated in a local drinking establishment, and could not respond to the call. So they had to send the bum patrol, three officers dressed as hobos in a jalopy car, in his place. They pull up to the Watergate complex. The lookout, the lookout does not recognize them as police officers. They come in, they arrest James McCord and the, the Cuban operatives. Uh, Watergate begins, boom, 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 the whole great big scandal. Henry Kissinger gave an interview he said the plan was, uh, they knew that the North Vietnamese were going to be violating the treaty. The plan was to go into North uh, Vietnam and bomb the daylights out of them again, uh, which is how they got them to the uh, peace agreement in the first place, bomb the daylights out of them again to get them back in compliance. They were so weak politically, so they couldn't do it. South Vietnam collapses, Nixon administration collapses, it all falls apart because a single piece of tape turned several inches the wrong direction and a drunk cop. Mm -hmm. That's a great one. Give us one more. Okay. Uh, there's a, um, here's a teaser here, is that a, a single document, poorly designed, 
by one single clerk in one single county changed the outcome of a presidential election and led directly to a major war. Okay, now, what, what are we talking about there? But it has to do with the 2000 election down in Florida. And it's not the hanging chads. That's got a lot of publicity. This one is much less known. Down in Palm Beach County, I will not say the nice lady's name, but she designed a ballot with large print so that elderly people down there could read the ballot easily. And she designed it as a, what they call it a butterfly ballot. It was a two pieces of paper, two sheets of paper, uh, candidates on left page, candidates on right page with a series of punch holes down the center. It was a very confusing ballot. Al Gore's name was the number two name on the left page. He was the number three punch hole. The number two punch hole belonged to Pat Buchanan on the right page. Now, surrounding counties, Pat Buchanan got maybe 150 at the most, maybe 200 votes. This one county, he gets 3,400 votes, way, way out of proportion. And he himself said the voters got confused. They voted for him when they meant to vote for Al Gore. Well, Al Gore ends up, Al Gore had won the state. Like, somebody would punch both punch holes and validate the ballot. There was about 5,000 that were disqualified that way. So Al Gore loses the state by like 546 votes. He would easily have won by three, two, three, four, five thousand votes. He would have won Florida. He would have won the presidency. And he was adamantly, adamantly opposed to the war in Iraq. And they had this nice lady on one of the morning talk shows. They were saying to her, people are saying that you're responsible for this war. And the nice lady, she was in tears and so on and so forth like that. We asked, ma'am, we appreciate that you're crying. We have 50,000 dead people and $2 trillion down the drain, all because of a single tiny mistake. Hmm. Well, give us one more. Well, it's so enjoyable. Keep going. Thank you. This one, let me go back to ancient times. This goes back over 2,000 years ago. Involves a Cyrus the Great, who's mentioned in the Bible. He was the one that gave the children of Israel their freedom from bondage from uh, Babylon. Uh, but he was uh, he was the uh, emperor of the Persian Empire, and he was moving towards a war with uh, Croesus from the expression "riches Croesus," who was the emperor of uh, Lydia. And Croesus wanted to make sure he's going to win this big battle, and so he sends representatives uh, to the Oracle of Delphi, who was going to win the battle. And the Oracle came. And by the way. He splashed a whole bunch of gold around all the people there at Delphi. That's how he got his reputation for being so wealthy, hoping that he would get a favorable prediction. Well, the oracle came back and said that a great battle would be fought and an empire would be lost. And he took that to mean the other empire was going to be lost. It didn't quite work out that way. So anyway, they joined in battle. The Spartans are on the side of uh, Croesus. Maybe he paid them a lot of money too, who knows. And they fight basically to a standoff. Well, okay, then Cyrus the Great, puts his army back on ships, and they sail away. Okay, the Spartans, well, we've won. They go back to Sparta. But they did not call him Cyrus the Great for nothing. After about a week, he turns around, comes back with his army, and once again engages in, in the battle with uh, Croesus, uh, and then Croesus uh, withdraws up into his impregnable fortress on the mountain of uh, called Sardos. So there, it's a winter's coming. Uh, Cyrus says he doesn't have enough food to feed his uh, men through the army. He may have gotten himself into a box. And here comes the tiny mistake. A soldier accidentally knocks his helmet off the top of the wall. Goes coming all the way, 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 way down to the bottom. The soldier gets off the wall, comes walking down a secret pathway down to the bottom, gets his helmet, and walks all the way back up. And one of Cyrus's men says, whoa, whoa, look, 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 look. There's a pathway up the side of the wall. So the next night, a raiding party 
goes up that pathway, goes over the top, goes over, opens up the gates. Cyrus's, uh, Cyrus the Great's men are waiting there to come flooding into the city. They defeat the city and they uh, and they win the battle and, uh, and crush uh, uh, Lydia. Now, if it hadn't been for that tiny mistake, it could be that uh, Cyrus got himself into a serious box. He might have been called Cyrus the Chomp instead of Cyrus the Great. <laughs> okay, we got time for one more. Keep on going, please. <laughs> You're great. But let me let me also let me stop and get some basic information to people. Um, you can go to the website tinyblundersbigdisasters.com. Tinyblundersbigdisasters.com. We have a great website there. We have a uh, a trailer, a book trailer. We have two and a half uh, free chapters. We have my favorite part of the book, which is the uh, uh, portrait gallery. It has 27 personalities there, and a little bit of dirt on each one, <laughs> which is uh, which is kind of uh, kind of interesting. Um, the uh, well, let's see. I'll give you a short brief antidote. Um, this was a little different category, but uh, the uh, Eisenhower was driving through. Plymouth with the John, his son, who just graduated from West Point just before the D-Day invasion. And it was massive amounts of gasoline and trucks and weapons and, and men, all this personnel, all this material concentrated in one place. And his son looking around, a young West Point graduate, geez, a good thing that we have control of the air or otherwise it would be massive damage that could be done by, by bombers from Germany. And Eisenhower so much irritably said, said to his son, well, if we didn't have control of the air, I would not have allowed this concentration to take place. But he was thinking about conventional bombers and uh, fighter bombers. He knew nothing about V-1s and V-2s, knew nothing about the buzz bomb and the hypersonic uh, V-2. Uh, and after the war was over, uh, by the way, Hitler took the V-1 and the V-2 and uh, dropped them on London uh, for vengeance. The word V stands for, stands for vengeance. And he wanted to kill uh, grandmothers and school children, blow up school buses. He wanted to strike vengeance against the civilians of London. If he'd shown a little bit of better military judgment, he would have dropped him on Plymouth where all these supplies and, and soldiers and gasoline and tanks and everything were located. After the war was over, after the war was over, Eisenhower said that the B-1s and B-2s had been dropped on Plymouth and Weymouth and embarkation points. The entire D-Day invasion would have to have been postponed. The invasion actually began a week before V-1s and V-2s began being dropped, which means the invasion would have collapsed. We would have had to pull back, and the course of the war would have been changed substantially. Uh, but remember, of course, the atomic bomb is in the pipeline, which might have meant that it would have been dropped from Munich and Berlin instead of on Hiroshima and Nagasaki. But that was an emotional decision on the part of Hitler, uh, which um, changed the course of the war. Who do you think, you say you have dirty stories, who do you think, what's the dirtiest story you have? Well, I say that somewhat uh, tongue-in-cheek. I talk about Goebbels there, and he was, I said, the face of evil. Uh, he and his wife uh, poisoned their four children and then committed suicide. And he said, the words were, I will jump into my grave, a happy man, knowing that millions of Jews will have preceded me. And well, if there is a hell, we know where he is. And uh, but I said, uh, I actually say some good things about a number of people. One thing about Eisenhower himself, very successful leader, very intelligent man, but I, and he's known for his famous grin. But I say there behind the famous grin, I was a, was a man known for his short and explosive temper who was very unforgiving of subordinates who disappointed him. So you wouldn't want to work for him unless you were real careful 
She got everything exactly right. And he was, uh, one aide that worked for him said it was like a Bessemer furnace. Furnace, he was blow up in these huge, huge uh, rages. Uh, kind of the exact opposite of the uh, congenial personality that he showed uh, to the public. You're right. Uh, I, I read the, have you read the diaries of Bendel Smith, his uh, aide? Anyway, that's a, that's for another time when we get together. I'd love to hear more. But but let's go uh, back in ancient times. What do you have that's dirt on an ancient person? Well, Some yes, of course, Cyrus the Great was from 2,000 years ago. There was another one about uh, bad King John, and he was fighting his uh, enemies, and he was in retreat, and he had the uh, royal treasury with him in a big caravan, gold, silver, jewels, diamonds, so on and so forth. And he was retreating across a particular area uh, called the Walsh, the Wash. Now, he should have gone uh, to one side and got around the Wash, but he decided to cut through, uh, straight through. He wasn't paying attention to when the tides were coming in. So here he is with his big caravan with the royal treasury. Here comes the, uh, the Wash, the tide coming in, and he should have known it's coming, coming in, and it takes the entire royal treasury, washes it off the causeway, washes it down into the mud. Well, the entire royal treasury sinks down into the mud so deep that it can't be retrieved. He manages to get to the other side with his, with his men. Uh, he dies from illness uh, three days later. Maybe he died of heartache. If he didn't have the royal treasury, his soldiers would not stay with him because they were not staying with him because they liked him so much. They were staying with him because they got paid. Okay, But now it's worth about $72 million in, in, current, uh, in current money, and it's still there down about 20, 30, 40 feet down in the mud someplace. No one knows exactly where. But if he had managed to go to the around to the, I think it had been to the west and avoided the wash, he could have gone on fighting and might have survived the whole situation. I got well, it. And the name of your book, because I've I've got to go out and get it now. Thank you. It's a uh, tiny blunders, big disasters, thirty-nine tiny mistakes that changed the world forever. Really, uh, it sounds fascinating. But um, uh, uh, can you give us, uh, we have a little bit of time. Can you give us one more? Uh, yes. Uh, speaking of ancient times, uh, there is a, uh, you see the movie Braveheart, which was made uh, about some years ago, 20 years ago. And the setup for that war took place because uh, King Alexander of Scotland, who was a strong and successful king, uh, he was uh, also known as sort of the Randy King. He was uh, kind of a horny guy. And uh, he had a, a new wife, uh, just been married a matter of weeks. And he was had been meeting with some of his uh, officials. But he wanted to go back and spend the night with his wife. Again, he said, wait a minute, the big storm out here, uh, King Alexander, the big storm. Why don't you wait until the morning until the storm clears? No, no, no. I want to go. I want to go tonight. Well, sir, and he gets on his horse. He's riding with some of his aides. He comes to this one area, and he's he going to cry. He said, no, 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 huge storm, so on and so forth. Wait till tomorrow, and then you can go. No, no, I want to go now. So in the darkness and the rain and so on and so forth, he's riding along this ridge top, getting to see his young bride, of course, uh, and amorous intentions. And somehow the horse stumbles off the edge of the cliff, goes rolling down to the bottom. He is killed. They find him the next morning with his broken neck down at the bottom of kind of a ravine. Well, that led to... Um, King to Longshanks, uh, declaring the King of, uh, of England, as he was called, declaring war on Scotland. And the whole war of trying to bring United Scotland and England together begins and it takes years and years before the whole thing is sorted out in many, many 
hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people killed. But if he had just uh, contained his emotions a little bit, could wait until 9 or 10 o'clock the next morning where he could see, and then gone to see his bride, uh, Scotland would have had this strong king, the war would have been avoided, and history would have taken a different course. It just shows you how sex is a wonderful thing. <laughs> but you have to keep it under control and not get too emotional in difficult situations. Do you have any stories from the Civil War? Yes, I do. And that's one of my favorites. It's the, uh, the, the teaser there is most people do not realize how close the South came to winning the war. And apparently, surprisingly, they did. Like, of course, I point out in the chapter, the North had enormous advantages in terms of production, in terms of cannon factories, in terms of railroads, et cetera, et cetera, that twice the size, far more industrially developed. But there was a chance, a serious chance, of the South winning. Um, when Robert E. Lee took over as the commander of uh, the Virginia forces, the Southern forces, the South was kind of in, in a bad way, been thrown back on its heels. Uh, the Battle of the Peninsula, uh, General uh, Little Mac Millen had, uh, had thrown them back after several battles, and they were just five miles away from Richmond. Okay, but uh, Lee takes over and he defeats. Uh, McClellan, and he, he wins like uh, four battles in a row, one, two, three, four, second battle of Manassas, et cetera, like that. Um, and the, uh, the North is, is in a tailspin. They're kind of in disarray. They're not quite sure what to do. So then Lee uh, is, sees the overall situation and saying that because of the blockade, it's, uh, the South is not going to be able to survive unless they can uh, win a shorter war, unless they can break the blockade. So he crosses the Potomac into Maryland with 39,000 men, and he explains his strategy to one of his uh, subordinate generals, General Walker. And he was saying that, uh, uh, and he was talking about how he's going to go up into Maryland and into Pennsylvania. He's going to cut the railroads coming from east and west across the Mississippi, and then he's going to be in a position to threaten the North. And General Walker was very was shocked. He said, sir, sir, it's a deep penetration like that. Having the enemy at your rear, isn't that extremely dangerous? He said, well, yes, do you know General McClellan? He is a good soldier, but a very cautious one. He's just gone through a huge uh, ordeal with these defeats. He's not going to be ready to, or even I think he'll be ready, for a launch of offensive actions for three or four weeks. By that time, I plan to be on the Susquehanna, threatening Philadelphia, Baltimore or Washington as suits our purpose. Now, let me digress. Across the pond over in England and in France, they were going through a cotton famine. They had these huge textile industries uh, and uh, facilities, and they needed southern cotton to be able to function. They were going through a terrible depression, and they were on the verge of recognizing the South. They just, South had just won four victories in a row. Uh, France was already persuaded they should recognize the South. England was uh, undecided hanging on the fence, one more major victory on the part of Robert E. Lee, the good chance that the uh, Britain and France both would have recognized the South. Why is that so important? Because then British ships and French ships could sail into Charleston Harbor and to Orleans, the other harbors, uh, pick up cotton, exchange goods, and that would break the northern blockade. If the North had challenged the British ships, that would have been an act of war against Great Britain, which, of course, they could not, they could not do. So that would have broken the blockade. It would have led to a compromised, uh, negotiated peace, which had been the equivalent of a Southern victory. But here came the tiny mistake. Robert E. Lee's order of uh, an invasion of the North 
was order number 191, and some careless Southern officer wrapped the orders around three cigars, stuffed it in an envelope, and while they were camping in Maryland, dropped it on the ground. Three days later, Union troops come along to that same campground, what's this here on the ground? Whoa, whoa, an envelope, three cigars, open it up, they read what it is, they give it to the captain, passes up the line, goes to General um, Cullen, and he sees, he says, I said, with, uh, with this, these orders here, they verify the authenticity. With these orders, if I can't whip Bobby Lee, they're going to send me home. And he sent a, a telegram to Bobby Lee, I've got his plan, we got him, we got him up a tree. But then uh, a spy notified Robert E. Lee of what was going on, so Lee was able to pull his forces in and concentrate them around Antietam Creek. And there was a, a big, big, giant battle there. Uh, it was uh, the bloodiest day in American history. It was the Battle of Antietam. And after the battle, Lee was able to slip back across the Potomac. So this, the North won on points, but if they had uh, moved more quickly, they could have uh, ended the war right there. But if it hadn't been for that envelope being dropped on the ground, his grand plan might very well have worked. He might have been threatening uh, attacking Philadelphia and Baltimore. Uh, they might have recognized the South, et cetera, et cetera. And history would have gone a different direction. I, I, I've got to buy the book, Jiggy. Well, as, as we wrap up here with you, uh, Jared, how do we get in touch with you online, my friend? Yes, you can go to uh, my email address. It's a stone, the number eight. WA at gmail.com, or of course, you can buy the book. We have a special just a dollar and 99 cents this week, and you can give me a good review of the book, which I'll be sure to read. Fantastic. Well, Don, before we let you go, how do we get in touch with you and bring us up to speed on everything you're doing, Mr. Mazzella? 2SB Digest, uh, hashtag 2SB Digest, and, and of course, the National Robotics Education Foundation. The NREF.org, dot, dot uh, yeah, .org, the hyphen NREF. That boy Ryan go crazy. I gotta hop in the jack, tell the world to kiss my cat. You really mad, cause I came in first and you came in last, so I'm just gonna go and give me my back. I gotta go get a bat, tell the world to kiss my cash. You really mad, cause I came in first and you came in last, so I gotta go and just give me my bat. No wrong, yeah, he doing better. If you mess around, wrong, I can put you in a sweater. And you know my homies bring Beretta, so we gon' bust your head like a bubble. Now you in trouble. I gotta get the bag, get the cash for all of my people, just for the regal. Yeah, my people, lethal weapon, just want my ear. Oh, yeah, I gotta hop in the jack, tell the world to kiss my cash. You really mad, cause I came in first and you came in last, so I'm just gonna go and give me my bat. I gotta go get a bat, tell the world to kiss my cash You really mad, cause I came in first and you came in last So I gotta go and just give me my bat Hey, hey, I got the glove on my face I do I want my dudes every day Blueberry Fago, I know you stay Boy, don't come over here tryna play We do not play around here, we come K They call me wrong with a K They call me wrong with a A in the jack, tell the world to kiss my cash. You really mad, cause I came in first and you came in last. So I'm just gonna go and give me my bet. I gotta go get a bet. Tell the world to kiss my cash. You really mad, cause I came in first and you came in last. So I gotta go and yeah, give I me my bet. It's automatic. And if you want smoke, you can come and have it. And all of my brothers, they call it have Maybe because they is crazy insane. Maybe because they is outside their brain. I got a bullet and they got your name. 
She went for the club for the fame, that's crazy. Cause I'm not even famous yet, I'm just trying to get a check. I gotta hop in the jack, tell the world to kiss my cash. You really mad, cause I came in first and you came in last. So I'm just gonna go and give me my bet. I gotta go get a bet, tell the world to kiss my cash. You really mad, cause I came in first and you came in last. So I gotta go and just give me my bet. Always been rapping. I just been rapping. I never ever been trapping. My homies got glass and they come with the pet. I do not care. Yeah, she really love my hair. She always be playing and I'm like, whoa. Got the nigga in the spell. Nigga, I don't care. Talk if you want. Talk if you dare. Yeah, I ain't crazy. I'm also my brain. If you don't smoke with me, then I'm gonna have to see right back to the 80s. Big Ron, you know, I'll be my big brother, that nigga. Hi, cute dimples. Is that your best pickup line? No pickup line, just complimenting your dimples. Oh, well, in that case, you have nice dimples, too. Did you know July 9th is National Dimples Day? Check out the website, nationaldimplesday.com. It's a fun site. National Dimples Day? Hmm, nationaldimplesday.com. Got it. May I buy you a cup of coffee? I feel something brewing between us. Sure. <laughs> the Jiggy Jaguar radio program continues. The Jiggy Jaguar radio program continues.
superstars, unsigned bands, pro wrestlers. You've come to the right place. The Jiggy Jaguar Experience. The Jiggy Jaguar Experience. You work hard to provide a better life for your family. The only problem is that you now have a tax bill that you... With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.